0: Hello, and welcome to these little moments podcasts. In this episode, we talk about the top five fat loss tips that have helped me and my clients in their fat loss journeys. I really hope it helps. If you like this podcast, please give it a five star review on wherever you listen to, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks, guys. Hello. Welcome to These Little Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Kassem, and today we're going to be talking about my top five fat loss tips that have helped me the most during my own fat loss phase. So just to preface this, I am doing a 30-day mini-cut right now. I started this mini-cut June 1st just to shed off some extra pounds that I gained during the quarantine, and I want to share with you, the viewer, the listener, (laughs) my top five Fat loss tips that have personally helped me the most during all of this. So, with that being said, let's get started. How are you? (laughs) It's a beautiful day, is it? It's Wednesday here in New York. Uh, It's about 75 degrees. It's a slight breeze and the sun is shining. (laughs) But yeah, that's basically it, guys. Hi, welcome. Let's get into this. So, top five fat loss tips that have helped me the most. Number one is prioritizing my protein. If you listen to my previous podcast, which I think you should, uh, I mentioned prioritizing protein. So prioritizing protein has been probably one of the most important steps that I've taken, hence why it's number one during this mini cup. And the reason I say that is because when we are in a fat loss phase, the biggest thing besides your normal psychological struggles that we might have when we're trying to lose fat the biggest thing is hunger hunger is extremely extremely normal when you're in a fat loss phase or when you're in a calorie deficit the reason being is because it's your body's natural cue that is is not in homeostasis meaning that it is not in a place where it feels comfortable where it can maintain its weight that hunger cue is your body saying hey Let's get some food in us because uh, we're not going to uh, maintain our weight if we don't. And, you know, like we don't feel comfortable and we're not maintaining blah, blah, blah. Like it goes through this whole thing. That's literally like when you feel hungry. So when we prioritize our protein, we're essentially trying to curb our hunger. Protein, which is one of the main macronutrients, one of the most important macronutrients, is responsible for not only helping our body recover, but for helping keeping us satiated and being satiated during a fat loss phase is super important because as we all know that when we get hungry we tend to open our fridge a little bit more we tend to open our cabinets a little bit more that peanut butter jar looks really freaking good that bag of pretzels looks extremely extremely tasty so when we prioritize our protein when we encompass protein around our main meals, it really helps just set the tone for your day because you won't be as hungry when you're consuming 30 to 50 grams of protein per meal. Now, I just threw that number out there, but how you can determine how much protein you should be having is, uh, I usually do a gram per pound of lean body mass. So I just, instead of going to any calculations, just Google lean body mass calculator And that should give you a general starting point of how much protein you should be consuming. So I go by lean biomass. Some people go by uh, kilograms per pound of uh, body weight. Uh, Other people have their own formulas. But that's what I use. So (laughs) irregardless, prioritizing your protein, super important, helping to curb that hunger. Number two, planning ahead. So (laughs) this might sound like Captain Obvious, but... For whatever reason, people who struggle during their weight loss, whether it's on the weekends, whether it's during the week, whether it's during the summer, whatever the case may be, people struggle to plan and strategize. And I don't mean that you need to bring your your protein oatmeal to the park with you like I did a couple weekends ago. I mean that it could even just be Hey, I know I'm gonna eat more than my calories tomorrow, so I'm just gonna mentally plan ahead for that, right? Or it could be physically, I'm gonna make sure I bring food with me, or it could be I'm gonna make sure I look up the menu before I go to that restaurant and plan out what I'm gonna get so I could stay on track, right? Planning ahead is, is it's a general term, and nobody does it for whatever reason. It's it's everybody's very reactive when it comes to fat loss, right? We're reactive when we go out to eat. We're reactive when we're at a party. We're reactive when we're at the bar. But if your biggest struggle is staying on track, if your biggest struggle is being consistent, if your biggest struggle is the weekend, if your biggest struggle is nighttime eating, if your biggest struggle is sweets, cravings, whatever the case may be, you need to plan ahead, right? Like it it, it's almost maddening because we know our tendencies. We know our tendencies. I know that I love sweets, so I'm going to plan ahead tonight and make sure I can fit ice cream into my calories because that's going to help me plan ahead so I don't start looking in the cabinets and seeing what other sweets I have, right? I'm planning ahead. I'm being proactive instead of letting my hunger dictate my actions, right? So planning ahead, is it it honestly might be the most important thing on this list, even though it's number two, but it's so important. So plan ahead. You have a party come up this weekend. Ask yourself this. Do I plan to stay on track at that party? If yes, how am I going to, what action steps am I going to take to stay on track at that party? If no, okay, totally fine. But I need to mentally accept that I'm not going to be at my calories, which is important. A lot of people get anxiety because they have one foot in the pool and one foot out. Mentally accept that you're going to go over your calories. Also, what are the days going up to that party looking like, right? Like if it, that party is on a Sunday, are Friday, Saturday going to be days of inconsistency? Or are you going to be sure you're, that you're consistent Friday, Saturday so that you can enjoy yourself Sunday without that guilt of I let the whole weekend take over? Plan ahead. Super important. Super important. Cannot stress that enough. Be proactive, not reactive to your hunger. Number three including fun treats. So I already mentioned that I've been eating ice cream, a majority of my mini cut. Fun treats could be for you. They could be pretzels. They could be Cheetos. If you have that salt craving, they could be ice cream. If you have that sweet craving, like they could be brownies, whatever the case may be. Like including fun treats is incredibly important for establishing a sustainable fat loss phase because the most common thing that people do when they start a diet or when they start a fat loss phase is they restrict everything they enjoy and majority of time it's not their fault because they assume that they either label these foods as bad or unhealthy and that they can't have them to lose fat or they just don't even know that calories in calories out right they just assume that eating these fun foods are not good and, and if they eat them they'll gain weight and if they eat them they're off track right but I beg to differ because when you actually include fun treats into your daily routine, it makes it not so much like I'm dieting, but that I'm living, right? And this is what people say when they say make your diet your lifestyle because it's it's almost like if I were to eliminate everything, then I'm overly thinking my diet. I'm overly thinking my food's what I'm eating, as opposed to if I'm including things that I actually enjoy um, and sprinkle them in there, then I am not so hyper-focused on the actual foods that I'm eating, if that makes any sense. So including fun treats. So best way to do this is to uh, begin of your day, plug in the fun treat that you want to have and work your day around it, right? Bookend that fun treat. So whether it's for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or dessert, book in that treat that you plan on having and that way when you plan your day around it you can stay within your calories hit your protein goals and still include that fun treat cool cool let's move on number 4 differentiating emotional cues from hunger cues now this might seem pretty self-explanatory but i'm going to dive into this because that's exactly why you're listening to this podcast <laughs> So, emotional cues versus hunger cues. We've already talked about hunger cues, right? You actually feel hungry. Your body signals that you're hungry. The issue with fat loss is is not that it's complicated, right? Fat loss is very simple. Eat less calories in your body. Eat less calories and burn more calories than your body needs to maintain, right? Very simple. What makes fat loss challenging is the psychological aspect of it right dealing with boredom maybe someone has stress eating issues maybe someone's a binge eater maybe someone coasts with food as a way to deal with their stress deal with their emotions right i've been there i've I've very much done that especially with boredom differentiating between your emotional cues like your body signaling that you're either sad bored depressed angry, anxious, right? All these emotional cues versus hunger cues. What happens when people cope with food with to deal with their emotions is essentially like it's, it's just a distraction, right? It's an avoidance. The, the most important thing to help deal with the emotional cues and hunger cues and what I teach my clients is self-awareness self-awareness is the most important and it's the first step when dealing with emotional cues. the most important step when recognizing that you're emotional and you're gonna turn to feud feud because that's how you cope with it self-awareness so how do you become more self-aware of how you're feeling and that it's not hunger well first I think we know we know when we're bored Right? It's it's when it's it's almost like habitual, right? It's and it can be for some like second nature, like I'm bored, I'm gonna go into the cabinets, I'm bored, I'm gonna go reach my hand, oh that chick bag, or or like they need to constantly be doing something. Number one thing you do is journal, right? Write out your thoughts, write out your feelings. But most importantly, give yourself time, right? And and what I mean by that is if you feel like you want to go eat those chips or if you want to go eat all the ice cream or whatever the case may be, set a timer for 10, 20 minutes. And what I want you to do during these 10, 20 minutes is just be self-aware. So in that, mo- in those 10, 20 minutes, you're not going to go towards food. You're going to do whatever you want to do without food included. And after that 10, 20 minutes is up – If you are still wanting that food, go for it, right? Go for it. However, if after that 10, 20 minutes, you find that you're not wanting food, you need something else to deal with your boredom or your anxiety or something like that, then then we can go into strategies for dealing with that, right? Becoming self-aware is the most important thing because most people don't even give themselves the opportunity to become self-aware. They just go in this cycle, right? This endless cycle that doesn't help them recognize their feelings, their emotions, but instead cope with food or drown out the noise with food, right? It's it's People do the same thing with alcohol. They do the same thing with drugs. It's just a way to suppress what's going on on the inside and fill it with something. And we all know after we've, uh, whether we, let's say for food, for example, Example: We all know after we've eaten some food and we're like, fuck, like I really didn't want that. Like I'm just like and you feel that guilt, right? That guilt. Make the decision that's going to make you more proud, right? So just to summarize this point, because I think this is very important. A lot of people deal with this. Make the decision that makes you more proud. So one, make sure you self-awareness, right? So set a timer, 10, 20 minutes. After that 10, 20 minutes, if you still want the food, go get the food. Journal. Right? You could journal, you could talk to a friend, do something that's going to put what's going on inside to paper, right? And that's, that's pretty much it. When you're differentiating between emotional cues and hunger cues, those, that's the most important step is self-awareness. So that's a huge one. Um, for me personally, I would say that boredom is probably one of my biggest things for my emotional cue it especially during quarantine i think a lot of us have struggled with it um you know we're we're in our houses for the most part um more so than we normally are and it's tough not to just go into your cabinets and want to just do something right just to eat so self-awareness biggest thing for differentiating emotional cues from your hunger cues and then number five is uh simple simple tip simple tip it's volume snacks so consuming snacks that are high in volume so what does that mean so let's define volume so volume is essentially a low calorie snack that is very filling so for instance this could be a watermelon right so watermelon you could literally have like a pound of watermelon for under 150 calories whole like i'm talking the whole pound guys whole pound of watermelon you could have two pounds for like under 250 like it's it's ridiculous. Watermelon is a great volume snack. Pickles, great volume snack. Uh, salad, vegetables, strawberries, great volume snack. Right. So these these snacks are are amazing to have around your house because if you're really if you're really struggling to curb that hunger, having low calorie snacks that are very filling because of their water content, their fiber content, whatever the case may be that are very filling will help curb your appetite. And the name of the game for fat loss, one of the names of the game is curbing your appetite. Because hunger can dictate a lot. It can dictate a lot and can control your day. So if we have snacks that can curb our hunger, that's gonna help you 10 times compared to snacks that might be like 200 calories and you get like three things from it, right? That's that's a good example of a bad snack that won't exactly help your hunger. It might help your craving, which could be like that fun treat. But having like a nice volume snack around the house is super helpful when you're trying to lose fat. So just to run through these five again, like and again, these are the five things that I've been – utilizing that have helped me tremendously stay consistent during my fat loss phase. Number one, prioritizing protein, right? Helps curb that hunger. Number two, planning ahead. Don't react, be proactive to your life. Don't react, be proactive. Include fun treats. Number three, including fun treats. Remember, we're not just dieting to lose weight for 30 days. We're, we're, we're not just trying to do this to look good at the office in two weeks. We're, we're literally doing this to to create sustainable habits for the rest of our lives. And you're not going to do something, let's say your favorite thing is pizza, you're not going to give up on pizza for the rest of your life. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. Unless, unless you are, then God bless you. But you're not going to give up on something that you really enjoy. So instead of giving up on it, why not learn to incorporate that Into your diet, into your lifestyle. Because once you do that, then you can understand that I could still have this. This isn't off limits. This isn't a bad food. This is a food that I enjoy and I can learn to incorporate this while still losing fat. And I think that's super important. So, including fun treats, don't restrict what you eat, restrict the portion of what you eat. Number four, differentiating emotional cues from hunger cues. We talked about this in great detail, but recognizing, hey, I might be bored, anxious, sad in this moment. That does not mean I'm physically hungry. How can I become more self-aware? could become more self-aware by setting a timer. After that timer, if I want food, I can get the food. If I don't, awesome. Journaling, journaling is a great way. Talking to someone, talking to someone is a great way. Keeping accountable with your coach. What I do with my clients is I have them email me daily. And part of that email is, um, did you feel obligated to emotionally eat today and go into detail. If so, yes, go into detail. Why? Tell me the scenario, all that. That's things that you need to be doing to almost open up why these things occur, right? Otherwise, it's going to keep on happening, keep on happening. So we got to deal with it. And number five, volume snacks. So having snacks around the house that are low in calories, but very filling so like I said before, some examples pickles, watermelons strawberries, uh, salads, vegetables all these things are very low in calorie, high 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 in fiber or water and are gonna fill you up. so those are the five fat loss tips that have helped me tremendously during my mini cut. Um, I hope they help they have helped me tremendously. Uh, a bonus tip I would say that's helped me is uh, keeping a consistency calendar so, I have a calendar hanging up on my wall, and what I have been doing is marking a red X on the days that I hit my calorie goals and a red circle on the days that I don't. And the reason I do this is because it shows you how consistent you were during the whole month, right? So if, if you're someone at the end of the month, you're like, I can't believe I didn't lose one gosh 10 pound. What the hell? I've been dieting for a month. What happened? Well, well, let's look at your consistent calendar. Did you have a fifty to seventy percent consistency with the x's then it's no it's like hey no shit that's that's fifty to seventy percent if if that was a grade in school, you would be failing or have a c <laughs> or c minus like how you can't expect a plus results with an f habit or f consistency right. So consistency calendar has been huge for me Um, and it's just, I think it would really help you as well just to look at your month and say, okay, I was 80 to 90% consistency. That was a really good month for me. If I'm expecting A plus efforts, I can't put in 50% to 70% consistency. That's not how it works. So that is my five fat loss tips. I hope they helped you. If you want to join me on my 30-day mini-cut, it's free. It is in the link in my bio on my Instagram. My Instagram is at Fitness. You can click the link in my bio, click on the 30-day mini-cut, and it's a free guide on how to calculate your fat loss calories, how much protein you should take, workouts, recipe books, all that. All there for free. It um, goes over consistent calorie and everything. So you can do that. It's free. Join me on that if you want to. But I hope this has helped, guys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please give it a five-star review on wherever you listen to it. And I super-duper appreciate it. I love you super much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to these Little Moons podcasts. I super appreciate that. If you enjoyed it, please give it a five-star review because it only helps this podcast get heard by someone else who might need it. So thank you so much. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.